Were you like me a few years ago and you just had all this stuff you want to talk about, whether it was anime, books, movies, music, and you were like, I want to start a podcast like Joe Rogan or the countless others who also started their own podcast throughout the years. Well, now let me tell you how easy it can be with Anchor. Anchor is free. It has built-in creation tools so you can trim down, you can edit the volume, you can add music to the background of your podcast. All of it is seamlessly built into their Anchor app that you can download by going to your respected app store. Whether you're on iOS or Android, you can also go to anchor.fm.com and it will redirect you to download the app. Anchor will also distribute your podcasts with ease. Back in the day, you used to have to pay these big companies to distribute your podcast for you. Well, guess what? Anchor is jumping in the middle and they're saying, nope, we're going to get you on that platform regardless. They will also let you put advertisements in your podcast so you can start making money on your podcast right from the start. You don't have to wait to grow some big audience. Everything you need to make your podcast today is built within Anchor. Just remember, you can go to your respected app store, whether you're on Android or iOS, and download the Anchor app for free to start recording your podcast a day. I can't wait to listen to some of your podcasts. Welcome, nerds and geeks all around. It's time for the Rewatch Cast with your host, GodSent71, and Demented Gamer. Uh, this week we are doing episode two of Arrow, season one. Um, so if, you know, you, you're not caught up, go back, listen to the episode one and come back to this episode. What are you doing? What do you think you're doing? You think you can come in episode two? What's wrong with you? (laughs) Um, my opening statement I want to get out of the way before we start this episode is remember to follow us on Twitter at rwatchcast, or you can follow me directly at dementedgamer. And then me at GodSent71 on Twitter. Um, before we jump in, uh, like to just talk a little bit about like Arrow and like the episode we're about to watch before actually going into it. Um, but I'm gonna be honest, I don't remember episode two that well. I, I don't either. So this um, is gonna be a the, interesting thing. This it's called Honor Thy Father. The description is Oliver sets his sights on taking down a criminal. With ties to the Chinese triad, Martin Summers, who's been prosecuted by Laurel. So, yeah. I, I honestly don't remember that much. Um, but little backstory, we both absolutely loved Arrow, aside from a few seasons that shall not be named. But, yeah. Anything to add before we jump into it? No. All right. Uh, we are starting at zero. Um, we're starting at zero. And we will be starting in three, two, one, go. When did they start doing the... Um, my name is Oliver Queen. Yeah, my name is Oliver Queen. It's later this season. It might just be next episode. <laughs> Yeah, because I had, I guess I, I was so used to that being the intro that I'm, it's just kind of natural to hear that. And it's weird hearing All something right. completely different. 
being I to be something else, and then Flash's being the fastest man alive. Even though he's never the Flash or fastest man alive, because he somehow loses. every season somebody's faster than him, or somehow he loses speed every season. Yeah. Spoilers, God. A rooftop sequence. <clears throat> this is why you don't fuck with Oliver Queen. Do it. This, like. What a change for Green Arrow. Instead of being, like, snarky, mm-hmm. he's, he's straight up torturing people. Right. Well, the whole thing, because he wanted... CW basically wanted Batman, couldn't get the rights to Batman. Oh, we're gonna make a (laughs) Green Arrow show and basically make him Batman. Yeah. (laughs) Doesn't help when the fans see the first uh, Arrow Cave and name it the Arrow Cave. Right. (laughs) Except in Injustice 2, finally... Harley Quinn, weirdly enough, had enough sense to call it the Quiver, which is kind of a better name. Much better name, but apparently Arrowverse fans are, you know, they're they're those fans that (laughs) know it's this. Tommy is kind of at least in this season, he, or uh, this, this early season. part of the season, I mean, he's kind of what Oliver is in the comics when you think about it. Right. More wisecracking and everything. I think that's almost one of the last times we see original Sarah. Mm-hmm. This whole, like, real, like, tone that season one has, and even season two has, is something I miss greatly going into season three. It was a lot darker than the other seasons, I think. Because in the other seasons, you kind of see Oliver trying to have a normal life. And this is like, my life is not normal. There's nothing I can do to get back to it. Right. And he, he does so well at selling it home that, like, no, this is a man who's gone through something. Like, he's definitely not who he once was. And it's crazy when we learn that he's gone through even more than even we knew. Like, oh, you were just on an island for five years. Yeah. That, that must have been that must have something. Sucked. I saw a movie kind of like that once. Did you have a beach ball to talk to? 
Awkward. Kiss. It never happens. Stop it. Stop toying with my emotions. Yeah, just start making out fully in the court <laughs> in the courtroom for you. Listen, listen. The player that Oliver is in the comics would absolutely do it. Without a doubt. I love how after like I believe this season we never see any of these two no. behind <laughs> Laurel. Even though we know one of them, we know one of them never doesn't die. Right. <laughs> she clearly makes it out. I feel like Tommy. Tommy's like, yeah, man, let's let's get out of here. Um, I'm totally not begging your ex. <laughs> What a dick. I mean, Oliver kind of, you know. Yeah. Speaking of dicks. (laughs) (laughs) Oliver's not great. (laughs) It's always the rich white men. It's never about Diggle. Oh. <laughs> just a just a tiny bit. Happens quite often. Such a change for Laurel's character from Black Canary in the comics who isn't a uh, um, isn't a lawyer, but actually works as I think she's a detective for Gotham City. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Black Canary was originally not even a Green Arrow character; she was a Batman character. Mm-hmm. Her mom was because <clears throat> her mom uh, passes down the mantle to her. Right. Same with her scream that um, I, I'll I'll never forgive. <laughs> I'll never forgive that they don't make Earth One Laurel just basically a meta. Yeah, which they do fix with technically back Siren, but of course we have to take three different freaking seasons just to redeem her. Right. Oh, sorry, three seasons and I believe two seasons of the Flash. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because she appears on Flash first before even making the jump over. Yeah, because I believe it was... It's season two with Zoom. Yeah, it was season two with Zoom, and she was there the whole time with that. And then I think she was there a little bit for season three, and then went to Arrow. so big and tough are you now bitch diggle 
Always so quick. Always so quick. You're telling me you don't have a tracker on your car? <laughs> You're billionaires, but you don't have a tracker on your car? Or let's be real. They're white billionaires. She did. She doesn't have a tracker in her kids. Let's be real. True. Gosh, when does Diggle find out? Uh, that? I can't remember if it's this episode or next. But I know it's... I think it's next. It's early. Yeah, I know it's pretty early. I love David Ramsey. He's so excellent in this role. I mean, kind of. They kind of made it for him. Because, like, Diggle was never a comic book character until after this show. Not even after. It was during the show. They started writing Diggle in. Yeah, he's in Rebirth now. Yeah. Which, I have to say, Green Arrow Rebirth is probably my favorite out of the Rebirth line. It, it's so good. And they uh, they even use some of that storyline in, I think, Season 7. He is such a little shit. <laughs> but for good reason. You know, it'd be kind of weird um, just to go into a whole docks with plastic all around <laughs> and be like, hey, this is totally normal. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't used for murder. What, what are you doing here, buddy? Like, you don't even have a real office. You're just in the middle of the way, kind of. They wanted Batman so much. They were like, here's here's Gordon, but he hates Batman. <laughs> here's Gordon, but he knows that Batman's freaking... He's having sex with Barba. Sorry, I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. 
don't know why they got rid of Walter. I didn't mind him. I no, I loved Walter. I thought he, I thought he was perfect for the show. Queen consolidated. I do kind of hate that Queen Consolidate just disappears completely. Oh, I absolutely hated that. Like, it made sense for, like, the arc when it, like, when it happens, it makes sense for, like, Oliver's arc. But for the fact that it never comes back, like, he never gets it back, did kind of piss me off. Because that's kind of the whole thing. Like, you're a billionaire playboy type billionaire playboy philanthropist no he was not a philanthropist no actually he kind of was but i mean he owned a nightclub but that's like how you're mainly making money but in the comics all he's like a businessman he knows how to do that like he's kind of like bruce him and bruce have very similar personalities right well not personalities yeah not personalities but um similar Personas almost. Personas, as yes, thank you. Yeah. One of my favorite Easter eggs in Batman Arkham Knight is uh, driving up to Queen Consolidated, which is in Gotham. I didn't know that. Yeah, there was a... I took a screenshot of it. It was crazy. turn into anything other than Palmer Tech? No. I think it's Palmer Tech right up until the end of the show. I mean, we get those weird, like, future scenes where it's now smoke. Oh, no, it turns into smoke. Smoke, yeah, yeah. Smoke something. Smoke Tech. Wouldn't you almost think that she would turn it back into Oliver's hand? Back to Queen? I mean, would you? Think about where this show ends. And, like, where Oliver's name ends. Well, I, yeah, no. I would. Yeah, I would. I'd be like, oh, for my late husband. Yeah, because that stupid future episode that they gave us in the last season, which I'm still salty over, shows us, like, he's respected as a hero. Hmm. So. Does the bodyguard usually sit in back, or are they usually up front? Well, I guess he would have to, because, you know, Oliver... would try to escape yeah because before he was driving him but now there was a funny uh comic-con interview where uh (laughs) they asked david ramsey hey are you finally gonna get a costume this season and he responds yeah the same costume i had last time black driver (laughs) glad he uh, put a bag over his whatever the rest of his dad's head is. You think the CW would have gotten away with doing that? (laughs) 
I know he's sad. I know he's grieving. It's just some things I wouldn't do. If if you're in his position, you're just gonna let your dad's body sit oh, there. Oh, not that he. he <laughs> I thought he like hugged him first. Well, he does. He, yeah, but I'm like, yeah. Well, he kind of he goes to grab him, but like breaks down. Oh wait, that's why we don't see her. She's yeah, because she doesn't care. Because yeah. she doesn't matter. Well, she's a part of the case, and she doesn't matter. <laughs> Like, don't get me wrong, I love that Laura is, like, stubborn and she, like, wants to be her own, but, like, at what point do you just recognize, hey, I'm trying to put away a murderer, should probably listen. Like, at what point does that start to click in your head that maybe you should probably listen and take the protective custody? Huh. I think it's more that Quentin was always protective. I mean, yeah, I get that, but at the same time, like, you're trying to you're put just, away a murderer. Right, but you would probably think, oh, this is just dad doing what dad thinks is best. Right. Which he does do in this series. A lot. <laughs> One of my favorite people to just, like, recurring antagonists. I don't want to say she's a straight up a villain. She's a villain. She's an antagonist. She's a villain. One day I'll, I'll, I'll look like that. Oh, yeah. The uh, first uh, shirtless one? No, with all the scars. Oh, yeah. The, the shirtless. This is the first shirtless of today? Don't look at your bro like that, you weirdo. She's looking at the scars, you weirdo. I know what she's really thinking. Sweet home Alabama. Stop it, you're going to get a copyrighted infringement. True. DMCA, DMCA. Has, uh, has she been in anything after leaving Arrow? That you know of? I don't remember I don't think seeing so. her any, in anything. I remember I went to a Comic-Con and I was supposed to uh, get a picture with Willa Holland, but she wasn't there. Oh. Which was kind of sad. I have a picture with Stephen Amell. Hey, shut up. <laughs> but instead, I got a picture with um, 
And yes, if anybody's asking, yes, his arms are really that fucking big. Stephen Mel is like Jesus Christ. Same with Jason Momoa. I don't think Jesus was red. Shut up. <laughs> it doesn't show that well at all. Was there anything? Stephen and Mel and Willa scenes were always some of my favorites in the entire show. Right. Like uh, in the last season when they have that episode where he sees Thea again, that's my probably my favorite episode episode of the final season. The two I did get a picture was uh, with was Katrina Law who yeah, came I, in for yeah. Willa. Yeah, you come in, and then John Barrowman. Yeah, I'm, I'm still mad that you met John Barrowman. Because my <laughs> I got tired because I had, when I went down to Planet Comic Con in Kansas City, I went there on Saturday immediately to Stephen and Mel's line because I knew it was going to be packed all day. So I got there early. And then after that, I walked over to, um, what's his name? Oh, God, why did I? Teddy Sears, who played Zoom. Mm -hmm. Season 2 of Flash. And then I went over to meet Felicia Day. And it was Felicia Day's line that, like, I spent probably almost four hours standing in to meet her. And so by that point, I was like, I'm going to go walk around the floor for a little bit because John Barrowman's line was pretty much the same. Right. <laughs> and he was super, super nice. So was Kurt oh, yeah, I... They were extremely nice. Yeah, I'm mad that... I didn't meet John Barrowman when I had the chance. Uh, there was a Comic-Con in Dallas that I was supposed to go to last year, but, you know, COVID and everything struck. But he was supposed to be... Uh, Stephen Amell? Stephen Amell was supposed to be there, and I believe David Ramsey? Oh. No, it was... Uh, who plays his daughter? Hmm? Who plays Ollie's daughter? Oh, oh, um... Uh, Kat McNamara. Yeah. She was supposed to be there with him. And Ben Lewis, who was... So, basically, Oliver and his kids. Yeah. Which I'm sure they probably were going to do, uh... I'm sure they probably would have had the option to get a picture with all three of them. Because a lot of times they'll do that if, like, cast members are there together. Right, which is what they did with... Because it was technically supposed to be father-daughter with... Um, John Barrowman and Willa Holland. Wait. That's kind of funny. Doesn't matter, she's dead. Master, you know, like, he becomes the specter. Yeah, no, doesn't matter, she's dead. You're real salty about that in season four. Rightfully so. <laughs> but let it go, man. I can't. <laughs> Telling you, a part of me died. <laughs> oh, believe me, I know. For comic book romances, it probably goes Dick and Starfire, and then Ollie and Diana. 
Dinah. Or Dinah, thank you. Diana, that'd be a weird Right. <laughs> Could you imagine? But I guess Freaking Brits... Oliver Queen and hey. Wonder Woman? Hey. Dang. Hey, if Bruce can... I actually quite like the Bruce and Diana I do, more. too. It's Yeah, no, I, I think I like it more than him and anyone Selena. else. Yeah, him and anyone else, really. Well, him me. and Talia were just toxic. Yeah, that was gross. Their relationship's just to- toxic, like... Has a butter knife. How many assassins do they choose right. to kill this one girl? She's just a lawyer in Star Starling City. Like, how many people do you need? Look at Diggle go. You know what's insane is I think this is probably his best fight scene of any of the shows. Yeah, of his entire run. <laughs> I mean, Oliver could have done that. If Laura wasn't, <laughs> Laura right, wasn't if Laura there. wasn't looking, then Oliver probably could have murdered all of them with that butter knife. Basically be John Wick with a pencil. So if I wasn't with your daughter, she still would have been dead. Right. <laughs> if I wasn't here, your daughter would have been dead. But I do I I think they have the I love my favorite some of my favorite scenes are obviously Thea and Oliver, but I think Oliver and Quentin's relationship and like that growth is just bar none. It's perfect. What he's really saying is, I can murder you right here, right now. Where does Diggle sleep? Does he go home or does he stay home? Right, probably goes home. Or, I mean, you gotta imagine, they, they've got to have a spare room. That's what I'm thinking. Well, I mean, it's a mansion. I doubt everyone just lives there. Right. <laughs> just Laurel and fucking Tommy just walk out of the same room one day. <laughs> Oliver just starts crying. I knew you was a sensitive little bitch. <laughs> 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 
Does he ever change? Does he ever get a voice changer? Yes, because you see him in future. Oh yeah, seasons, yeah, yeah. Like, Press right here, because it's a modulator. Who do you think is right in this situation? Uh, I defended her earlier, so I think Laurel is. I mean, she's a grown woman. I don't know how old she's supposed to be in this, but I believe she was... Uh, There's, I think they're in their like mid-late 20s. Yeah. This she was uh, Katie Cassidy, I believe, was twenty six when they started filming this. Yeah. I, I don't think they're supposed to be much older than like twenty six, maybe maybe in their early thirties. No, because she's she's just early thirties now. Yeah, they they also don't always cast actors <laughs> at the age their characters are. Spe- you mean especially the CW who likes casting. Much, much, much older. older people. And you're in high school now, specifically a sophomore. Like, wh- what? <laughs> yeah, like in the new Superman show, his two sons are supposed to be 14. But they they're look, supposed to be 14? They're supposed to be 14, freshmen in high school. But they look my age. I was going to say, they don't look much old, or much younger than me. I'm only 23. Right. And I'm 19, so it doesn't... <laughs> Pause. Like, (laughs) you're already scared shitless. Like, he's definitely shown he doesn't care if you live or die. Oliver showing that he understands different languages. (laughs) And the VR first watching this is going, What the fuck? (laughs) How? (laughs) Right. I don't think there's ever a language that Oliver technically doesn't know. No, this motherfucker probably knows pig Latin. Right. Or just regular Latin. Which is a dead language. that's a threat what a shot that was though with the light is this before he has Kevlar I believe so
Yeah, maybe you shouldn't try to kill him now, huh? But you're still gonna do it for at least two more seasons. I'm so surprised that Laurel let him in her apartment and everything. Right. I'd still be mad. Not as much as Oliver, but right, yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, also, like, Tommy's trying to protect him from that, but when you think about it, like, he cheated on Laurel with her sister and got her sister killed. That supposedly. is true. But we can't act like Tommy wouldn't do the same thing given the possibility. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> no, you'll be better. <laughs> Wipes blood from his nose and just keeps going. <laughs> Crawls into a bush, waits till everyone leaves. <laughs> <laughs> that camera was on him too. <laughs> right. Spent five years mastering stealth just for situations like this. The camera just like pans over and just like <laughs> looks at him, just crashed on a bush. Like, sees his eyes. <laughs> Panic. it's true that they have to write a like six page report every time they fire their gun 
Maybe. Maybe it. I mean, it also probably just depends on where, like, or what like the situation what state, is. What the state is. I actually don't know. Too. I want it. I actually do too. I just want. Just it right as here. a decoration. Yeah, I just want it on my desk right here. That exact one too. <laughs> if I could ever have a conversation with the writers or anything of Arrow, I just want to know how does he fill out this list? Like, <laughs> yeah. what is he going off of? <laughs> what makes him decide who to go after at what time? Because that name was nowhere near Adam Hunt's. <laughs> That, and he only flipped, like, what, three pages? Like, yeah. He almost pulled open directly to that page. <laughs> There's that symbol. Is this our first time seeing him? I believe it is. If it's... It is. Oh, I guess no, we don't see him. Yeah, I mean... Was this in 2007? When did this start coming out? Oh no, five years. Dude, I'm... <laughs> Let's just say I'm tired and I didn't go to bed very late. I went to bed very late. <laughs> yes, Oliver spent five years on the island. And then just to put his dad's in. <laughs> and they just did that. kind of weird that his grave is still right next to it I mean it won't be for long Is it? no remember after this little like monologue he tells him to take the other one away oh yeah he says take it down and then long story short Barry poses and that becomes a meme for the ages Yeah, they take this one down, and then he eventually dies by the end of Arrow's run. And, and then that funeral scene with, with Barry, like... <laughs> really just Grant Gustin being Grant. Yeah. Grant Gustin just seems like a dude like I would love to have a beer with. Just sit down, have a beer, talk, laugh. He just seems like a fun guy. I think anyone on uh, The Flash... God, what a little wuss. 
just little, had a just had a little tiny arrow in your shoulder. You tell me you you would just walk that off. Of course, you just walk it off. You put some peroxide on that thing. <laughs> the only emotion you get is one single tear. And there we are, episode two, season one of Arrow. Um, what are your final thoughts after the rewatch of season two? You mean episode two? Or yeah, damn it. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, Would you like? Would you watched, not like? We've watched this for so long that it was regret—not regrettable, but non-rememberable. But I do remember some of it. Like I remember that fight scene. He couldn't show off what he had to because Laura was right there. She was going to question, hey, why is this dude murdering everyone with a butter knife? Yeah, I, I, I mean, yeah, once I started watching, I remember, like, this was the episode where Diggle does start to question. Right, he started to be like, oh, you're, you've been through a lot more than everyone yeah, thinks. You're, you're not telling everybody everything of what happened to you in that five-year gap. Right, and then that's when Diggle starts going all detective mode. What was your uh, favorite scene or your favorite moment from episode two? From this one? I don't know. You go first, because all I can think about is still the dinner scene in uh, the first one. <laughs> Didn't you want to sleep with, with my, my mom. mom, Walter? Um, I talked a lot about like how I loved... Thea and Oliver's relationship in the show and that was like one of the biggest highlights for me but I think my favorite scene in episode two is probably Laurel and her and Quentin that like um, moment where they start yelling at one another and he tells her like you're my only daughter left because it really does harken like who truly is in the right here neither of them really technically are in the right right because Quentin's just like, I don't have anybody left. and I They don't. have two completely different approaches on life. Mm -hmm. Like, Quentin's kind of given up, but he's like, I'm still here for Laurel. Right. And then it goes down the whole rabbit hole of him being an alcoholic. And, mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is one of... <laughs> honestly, Quentin's, like, alcoholic arc later in the show um, probably happened at a weird time for me. Because that, that arc in particular, out of all the arcs in the show, for any character in this show, hit the hardest for me, personally. And so I think this this episode really hammers home that like if something happens to Laurel, Quentin doesn't have anything left. Right. I do remember, and it's weird because I talked over the scene, but my favorite one was actually Diggle going into the back with Oliver. Because I forgot that's part of him putting it together, too. Like, oh, if I'm not back here with you, you're mm -hmm. going to get out somehow. Yeah. So I have to keep eyes on you he's at all to, times. Yeah, he's starting to figure out, okay, I got to outsmart you. I got to I, I gotta do everything in my power not to let you out of my sight. Right. I have to be, I have to be like, five steps ahead of you. Yeah. Um, where would you rank it, like, on a scale of, like, one to five? What would you give it? I'd give it uh, what episode it was, which was two. Two? It wasn't the best. It wasn't the worst. I, I, yeah, I could see that. I, I was going to say I'd probably put it somewhere in the middle, like three. Three. It, 
it does a lot to set up characters and like their motives and what they're about. But yeah, you're right. It doesn't really do much else. Every show has a slow start. Um, well, it did do a lot for Oliver because you got to see kind of like Oliver play himself as a character or him as a persona. Which it's is the closest. It's the closest to real Oliver we get. <laughs> right, which is him just pretending to be drunk or something, mm-hmm. going on to stage saying, "Hey, I'm not my dad. Stop comparing me to him. Yeah, I'm I, never gonna be him." I I I really like that scene. It, it was honestly close with that one, just because you get to see Oliver being like, "Okay, there. Yeah, I I need to pick what type of person I'm gonna be because I can't." Do this like 50 different Olivers. Which he does do at one time. <laughs> he does do. And it catches up to him pretty quick. Um, so he picks that Oliver that uh, from five years ago before he was on the island and then it goes from that Oliver to yeah no I'm not my father. Right. Don't ask me to be. I'm surprised everyone serious. I'm surprised that everyone close to him or at least that he's been interacting with was be like this isn't how you've been acting for the past couple of days. Like, Thea, like, oh, you've been a lot more responsible, but right here you're acting like you're not responsible. Mm-hmm. And then even uh, Laurel, just in the other, just the other night, he was just, like, being calm and being okay with her. Yeah. And yeah. not acting like a dick. Yeah, he was like, no, but let's have a conversation. Like, Yeah, anyone that would have a deep conversation with Oliver should have thought that was kind of weird. Right. So yeah, um, so you said two. I'd probably give it a three, maybe knock it down to a two point five. Um, overall, I think it does its job following the pilot and just putting pieces in place. But yep. it's not one of the best episodes of every, the show. Every series starts out kind of slow. Yeah. So so those are our thoughts um, on episode two of Arrow season one. Uh, remember to follow the podcast on any platform you can get it apple podcast google um stitcher follow rate it on apple podcast five stars so we can move up the algorithm uh follow me on twitter at demanda gamer follow this podcast on twitter at our watchcast that is my closing statement do you have anything um not really no all right well i think we can call it there peace